Welcome back, everybody, to the FBC Kyle podcast. My name is Taylor Glenn. I'm the music director here at FBC Kyle, and I'm here with Isaac Horn, who, uh, oh, hi. Hi. <laughs> who delivered the, or who gave the sermon this past Sunday uh, on Psalm chapter 92, verses uh, 12 through 15. It was a really great sermon. If you didn't get a chance to listen to that, uh, you can check out our YouTube channel, and it's uh, the, um, our latest sermon. And it was really, really awesome, but I really wanted to focus today on the aspect of prayer because um, we are starting a new prayer initiative at the church, and I just thought it would be a great uh, thing to talk about uh, before this next upcoming sermon series. So, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I'm so excited. So, let's get into it. So, this first question is, what is the purpose of prayer? Yeah, uh, the purpose of prayer has uh, many different purposes. Uh, so obviously that's how uh, we spend time with the Lord, which is a very key component of anybody's spiritual life, um, especially their, their walk with the Lord. So spending time in prayer has a very specific purpose in that it brings us closer to God. It's our time with God. So that's the time to really bring our concerns to Him. Um, it's also a time to identify who he is and uh, where he is. And so he's definitely way high up above us. Yeah. Um, and so for that, um, when you talk about the purpose, the purpose is really to build that relationship. And if you think about any relationship, especially um, say the relationship with my wife, if I, if I'd never talked with my wife, my relationship with my wife probably would not be very good. It yeah. just would be functional you know i would maybe do the dishes she would do the laundry mm -hmm. but there'd be no communication there and so when you think about growing any relationship there has to be some form of communication and prayer is a one way in which we communicate with god mm. yeah and uh we've been talking in our home group class uh just about um kind of like prayer in general and um we were our, our leader made a really, really good point and was just saying like how sometimes we pray out of like obligation or we feel yeah. like we have to. And it's like if Jesse came home and like brought me flowers or something, it was like, here, I felt like I had to get you these. I would be sad. Like I'd be like, that hurts my feelings. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's not from the heart, you know? Yeah. Well, and it's almost like, you know, that that's not really genuine. If, if you want to say like, okay, well, if you did it out of obligation, do you really want to do that? what you're doing you know and yeah. so if you take that form of it and you look at it that way and you think okay well there's this is an obligation this is something i have to do you know you would want something to happen because you want to do it yeah. versus you having to do it and i think you can really tell the difference when it's like forced or you feel obligated or when it's actually coming from like your heart and um i know that like my prayers are much different when they're like genuine and from my heart instead of just kind of like well, I got to get this over with, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, well, it's 7 a.m. I need to pray. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. So this next question is, are there prayers that God doesn't hear or refuses to hear? Uh, so this is a really interesting question. Uh, so my understanding of, of it is uh, mainly um, not necessarily that he refuses to hear, mm -hmm. Um you know, because if you want to just think about who God is, you know, he's He's everywhere, all-knowing. Uh, so there's nothing you could ask that he doesn't know or yeah. hear um, in, in a sense. So he's going to hear everything. Now, as believers, um, timing has a lot to do with it. Mm. Um, and if you're, you're asking 
things according to his will. Um, so if you, you pray for like a Lamborghini, yeah. I mean, okay. Yeah. But that's not really getting at, you know, but if you're praying for say, um, the, the salvation of the lost or salvation of family members or friends who are lost, mm. um, that's very different prayer than saying, you know, uh, I really hope I get a lot of money and, um, a Lamborghini for instance. Right. And that kind of goes back to what we were just saying, you know, um, our prayers are definitely shaped in, in our walk with the Lord. And so uh, we may be asking for things in accordance with his will and in accordance with right. um, spiritual things versus things just of the flesh. Yeah. And I feel like if you look at certain like prayers in the Bible, like David, you know, when he was praying in like Psalms, they were never like, he was never just like, oh, Lord, make me rich and make me, you know, like give me like he was just more like wanting to be in the presence of the Lord and just wanting that time with the Lord. And like they always ended with him praising. So it's. Yeah. It, and uh, that's how a prayer should lead. It should lead to a doxology, a mm. worship, you know, of God. And that's um, that's what I was saying earlier about rightly understanding who God is and where he is. Yeah. And so um, part of our prayer time should not necessarily be talking about um, our needs yeah. or our desires, mm -hmm. but should be recognizing who God is. Yeah. And it should be also a form of, of worship, a doxology. And should it always lead us back to doxology? Yeah, that's awesome. And I don't know uh, if, if you know the verse, but I do think there are scriptures that saying like if there's anything in your heart or any like oh i don't want to like miss like miss say like not say scripture correctly but like if there's something hindering in your heart um basically you need to like confess that before you uh, either worship or pray i, I can't remember the rest yeah um so i think i know which one you're talking about i think uh talking about the confession of sin mm. um and confessing our sins um is, is a, an important part. Repentance is a huge part. Yeah. Because we know as um, as people, we're, we're fallible. Right. And we are going to sin. And so uh, when we allow, or if we sin and we allow sin into our lives in a form that, you know, we engage in sin. Yeah. Then really it's going to kind of separate us from the Holy Spirit. And so in a sense that we, we need to repent, it's not that, we're not forgiven of our sins because right. that was paid for by the blood of Christ on, on the cross. And so that, that sin is already taken care of, mm. um, but it will affect our walk with the Lord. Yeah. And that's why we need to, when we're praying, that's part of repentance too, is we need to be confessing our sins. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's so important. It's something I know that like, I don't often think about, you know, like confessing the sin that's on my heart before even like say leading worship and stuff like that's all really important to make sure like my heart is in check before doing stuff mm -hmm. like that or even just like praying and or like fellowshipping with others and stuff like that like it all kind of uh, if you have like unconfessed sin in your life it does kind of affect all of those like things or even like I don't know maybe like a relationship with my husband or like mm -hmm. you and Sonia or something like um, yeah it it definitely sin just kind of like will spill out into all other parts of your life if you don't like deal with it and confess and repent yeah and it, it is definitely going to affect your walk with the lord mm -hmm. um so like if if you fall deeply into sin um and this is why um in the invitation i always give a portion of the invitation to 
believers who have walked away from their faith. And simply because um, one way to illustrate it is really it's like if you're, um, I just know from the military, um, but if you're using a compass and you're trying to go in a certain direction, is you have to continuously check that compass as you're going along your course because you can drift off that course. Mm. And so in the same way, uh, when we allow sin to enter our lives, we are oftentimes drifting off course. And so before you know it, you're way off your, what it's called as azimuth, but mm. you're, you're way off your, your desired mm. direction. And so you're going to end up in a location. You're like, how did I even get here? Why am I here? Um, but you're going to find yourself distant from the Lord. Yeah, man. It's such a bummer too, but like, he's always so gracious and good. And it's just like, come back to me, confess to me. Like he's always like, so <laughs> ready to be there for us when we come back to him, which is such a cool, uh, it's a cool part of it. Like the grace and the mercy of God. Yeah, no. And that's, um, that's one awesome thing about Christianity mm. is it's very different. So it's not works based. Right. And so it's not a works based religion. And so, uh, when we think about who Jesus is, you know, he's the son of God who died on the cross for our sins. And so when he did that, mm. he died on the cross for all my sins. Right. And so that's the awesome thing is like, God's always there and he's always wanting us to come back to him. Yeah. And so it doesn't matter how far you stray, you know, he always wants you to restore that relationship with him. And yeah. he's such a loving and caring God. Yeah. So, but, you know, on the other side of that is he's a just God. Right. And with that comes the wrath of God. So I think there's that, those two components. You have the love of God and the wrath of God, but you also have God who's a just God. Right. And so you're big on apologetics. I know that because you did an apologetic series here at our church. Um, and so you know a little bit about like other religions. So what is different about, really quickly, off the topic of prayer a little bit, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, what is different about the God that, you know, God, like the God that we believe in and serve and love and, um, and other gods and other religions? What would you say that one of the main differences is? Um, I would say Jesus. Uh, so the defining line between Christianity and other religions, um, and you could have... Uh, Buddha for mm -hmm. um, Eastern religions. Um, you could have uh, Muhammad for Islam. Uh, for Christianity, it's Jesus. And the defining line is Christianity is not a workspace religion like I was talking about. Mm -hmm. And so in that sense, um, Jesus, who is divine, willingly died on a cross for our sins. And so we just simply have to believe in our hearts, confess with our mouths mm. that Jesus Christ is Lord and commit our lives to him. Right. And, you know, part of that is repentance like we're talking about. But th th I would say that's the huge difference is because if you look at any other religion and any of the founders of these other religions, yeah, none of them claim to be God. And then secondly, um, none of them died for your sins. Yeah. Which is which is a huge distinguishing factor. Yeah. Um, so, I'd say that that, that is probably the defining line. Mm. Is is if we're going to draw a defining line, they may be on the surface superficially similar, but fundamentally different yeah. when you get down to the actual belief systems. Yeah. And what they view on salvation, what they 
view on sin, what they view on, you know, what heaven is, what our metaphysical reality is. Yeah. Um, so there, there's huge differences, but I'd say the biggest defining line would be Jesus. Mm. And I really don't know a lot about other religions. I really want to study other ones just because I think it's important for Christians to know also like what other people mm-hmm. believe. But from what Wikipedia has told me, <laughs> um, a lot of these other religions, I've noticed just like Jesus is so personal, like having that like personal relationship with him mm-hmm. and like the Holy Spirit and um, and all these other gods are, and like not to say that God is not very far above us, above us because he is, but like in these other uh, religions, it's like their God is just way over there and they're way over here. But it's like in Christianity, it's like such a personal relationship, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah, that's exactly what you're talking about. You're, you're saying that Christianity is a personal God mm-hmm. and um, these other religions have like an impersonal, right. impersonal just God. And so do what I say. And yeah. And so uh, when you think about how personal is the God of Christianity, well, he's personal enough that Jesus only begotten son died on the cross for your sins mm. willingly died on the cross yeah say he wasn't forced to do that he wasn't obligated to do that he willingly did that yeah. and so that and that's how much you know he loves us yeah it's just so cool um sorry so we got <laughs> off there <laughs> that might happen again just i'm very sporadic with my questions sometimes but oh, um good. so back to prayer this third question is how should we speak to God formally or informally? So I personally, I would say informally. Mm. Um, and I would say informally um, simply because it's a communication, it's a relationship. And so, um, you know, we've been talking about, say, for instance, the relationships with our spouses or something like right. that as a, as a generic example of how to illustrate this you know if i was to um speak formally with sonia mm-hmm. and you know oh how are you dear yeah. and like it just it'd be very awkward it'd be very strange and yeah and i don't know if that would really demonstrate a personal relationship right because formality is probably more about courtesy mm. and stuff like that but i would say informally because we have a personal relationship with a personal God. Yeah. And so in that way, I think of it as this is a real relationship in which I am bringing my personal concerns and my personal, you know, um, desires and my personal everything to God. And so in that sense, to me, it it needs to be informal. Um, Because formality would almost be to an, impersonal god if that makes sense yes so yeah that's that's how i kind of think about it yeah i agree and like i feel like the lord wants us as we are not as who we like think we should be or how we feel we should be it's like he just wants us to come to him as we are yeah and sometimes that's very informal (laughs) yeah no that definitely um i i think and this is just going back to what we had already talked about but I, i think you, you do have to have a right understanding of who God is. Right. And, um, you know, he is the creator of the universe. Mm-hmm. You know, he sustains everything. Yeah. Um, so in that sense, um, you know, fear of the Lord sure. should be really evident. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this next question is, because you kind of talked about bearing fruit. 
mm-hmm. um, in your in your sermon on Sunday. So when we are praying more often and like in the presence of the Lord more often, do you think that that would um, we would be bearing more fruit if we were doing that? Yeah, I I, I would say yes, um, because uh, we're we're going to be walking a closer walk with the Lord, mm. and so um, if we're supposed to be coming more like Christ, you know, the closer we are to God, the closer we are to being like Christ, Mm. we're going to bear more fruit. Um, And so uh, just thinking about it. So if we're going to say that we need to be praying and in the word and growing spiritually in our walk with the Lord, um, a natural product of that, I would say, would be we're going to be more sensitive to those divine appointments and the the tugging of the Holy Spirit. And, you know, if we yeah. need to go speak to somebody, if we need to go witness to somebody, if we need to go help somebody, I would definitely say that, you know, you're going to be more in tune with that yeah. um, through prayer. And I think that's going to help your, your walk with the Lord. And in that way, I would say absolutely that you would be more fruitful through prayer. And then... Uh, I think you'd also see the fruit of the Spirit mm. start coming out. And so when you look at Galatians five twenty two through 23, and you see all these fruits of the Spirit yeah. coming out, um, I think prayer is, is a good way and one of the only ways and really to grow in our relationship with the Lord. Yeah. And you're going to see the fruit of the Spirit coming out in your own life too. Yeah. And I think you can you can see it in some people you know, like when they've been really spending time with the Lord and really just been in his presence, they are becoming more like him. So it's like, there are certain people I can think of right now that I'm just like, wow, they're really always so happy and and joyful. And like, you know, Mm -hmm. those fruits of the spirit and stuff. And it is just because I know that they're like spending a lot of time with the Lord. And uh, it's cool when you can actually like see that in other people. Yeah, that's, um, I think that's absolutely, absolutely right. And uh, you'll notice it in your own behavior. Mm. And um, when your walk with the Lord isn't close, you'll notice it. Yeah. And um, like Sonia is probably the best person to to tell me, like, hey, mm-hmm. you probably mm-hmm. haven't been reading or praying it lately, have you? Like, well, yeah. <laughs> well, like you noticed. Yeah. And so um, I, I'd say it definitely has a a bearing or a impact. Yeah, for sure. So do you think, I feel like the answer to this question is a yes, but I will just ask it mm-hmm. <laughs> we can talk about it. But uh, do you think that Christians take prayer lightly? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, they've done studies on this. Ooh. And so um, I, I can't remember exactly which studies they are, but I do remember um, just regular Christians. I'm probably spent, um, don't quote me, but I think it was less than five minutes in prayer um, a day and pastors it was less than 10 so um, don't quote me on that Um, yeah it's it's been a while Uh, but so yeah we we have a tendency to take prayer lightly and I can just tell you from my own personal experiences that when it sometimes gets busy um, with whatever's going on in life we may have a tendency to put that on the back burner yeah and say you know, if I normally do it in the morning, if I usually wake up, um, pray, spend my time in prayer, read scripture, and then go about my day. You know, if I get out of that routine, 
and say, oh, well, I'll do it later, right. you know, in the day. And then that later in the day comes and I don't, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so I think we definitely have a tendency to take it lightly. Um, but then we also seem to, and I'm speaking more probably personally. Yeah. I mean, I was really convicted this when working on that sermon. Um, but, you know, we take it lightly. Yeah. And sometimes we value other things, doing other things above spending our time with the Lord. Mm. Why do you think that is? Because I, I'm guilty of this as well. Just like definitely not spending enough time in the in the word and in prayer. Um, sometimes I find personally it's it's almost like an avoidance. You know, I'm like, I, I don't want to, you know, being in the presence of the Lord is really humbling and he'll mm-hmm. reveal things, you know, to us. And he's gracious and loving as well. But yeah, you just can't be in the presence of a perfect God and not see, you know, yeah. you for who you are. And so um, I think sometimes I know that that's going to happen or, and I just am like, no, thank you. Like, I don't want to be sad today, or <laughs> you know? Yeah. I don't want to be reminded of where I have failed. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And even though, like, I know shame and things like that aren't don't come from God. Like, he doesn't want us to feel that, you know. Um, but it just is something that, like, I know I will beat myself up over or, yeah. and yeah. But I don't know if that's the case for anybody else. Well, and, um, you know, something should be said probably for the conviction of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. You know, um, is if... Um, we are in sin we should feel the conviction of the holy spirit now if um our if we've drifted in our walk with the lord mm-hmm. um and you're no longer feeling the tugging of the holy spirit or the conviction of the holy spirit yeah um that that's uh that's a place you really need to mm-hmm. look and see like okay well why am i not being convicted of my sin by the holy spirit which, which is a very dangerous um, place to be in if, you know, if you're no longer feeling any conviction for sin, mm. if that makes sense. Yeah. And I, you know, I never really thought ab- about that, but that is a place that we can get to is just so calloused to like the Holy Spirit and his promptings that like, yeah, we just are so far from him. And that does sound like a terrifying place to be. Um, there was a guy I knew who who said he was in that place when his son was born, mm-hmm. and he just felt nothing when his son was born because he was just had so much like he just, his heart was so calloused at that time. Yeah, and it's like man, that that's a sad place to be. Yeah, it, it really is. Uh, you become callous, apathetic, um, and stuff, and you're probably not going to treat people right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's very much a real thing in that you know if your walk with the Lord. Um, strays you you will see that and then if you're no longer feeling the conviction of the holy spirit um because you're so far from the lord um that that is a time to definitely pray yeah which hopefully you have a good community around you that would like support you and not getting that far away from the lord but i mean sometimes you're just not surrounded by community yeah and it's been exceedingly hard during COVID and because what I think about is I was talking with Sonia about this is the body of believers is a community of believers. And so, um, it's, we're social beings and it is essential for us as a church. And when I'm saying church, I'm talking about the body of believers. I'm not talking about the structure 
of the church. Um, it's important for us to be plugged into the body of Christ and to serve and um, to help each other. And so during COVID times, you know, during times of isolation, um, we may not feel as connected and we're not going to have that support or love. Yeah. Um, as we may not see it as good as it probably what it would be if we were here in person. Yeah. Um, it's just exceedingly difficult in isolation. And so during COVID times, I, I think it has been very, very difficult. Um, because, you know, as a church, we're supposed to be a community of believers and yeah. we're, we're there to pick each other up. We're there to, you know, help each other in our walk. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's been hard. And Zoom made it easy, but easier, but Zoom still was just like so impersonal. You know, yeah. those video chats were just like, and some people start talking over each other. Or there's like a delay from someone and it's just like this. It doesn't feel the same as obviously like in-person conversation. Yeah, Zoom is great when it works, mm -hmm. um, but um, like I said, Sonny and I were talking about this. There's just something completely different about being in person yeah. and, you know, actually seeing someone in person versus just seeing them on a screen. Mm -hmm. um, it's just extremely difficult um, to have the same form of community yeah. over a screen versus having it in person yeah what a crazy time and i yeah i do remember thinking like some community is better than no community you know but yeah. i do remember because i knew a lot of people that just like did not want to do anything if it wasn't in person and i was like no just like even though zoom is really hard <laughs> and like un like you know it's like really confusing sometimes like just keep like keep some sort of community even if it's even if it's on zoom but yeah, definitely. I prefer meeting in person, like, for sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, this Sunday was, was extremely nice to, yeah. to be here, actually, in the sanctuary and uh, see faces yeah. and stuff. And so the only uh, sad part um, is is that we're still not able to to have that, that kind of discussion and talk, you know, yeah. either before the service or after the service. I know yeah. um, talking outside um, is is good you know but it's um we're getting there yeah but we're just i don't think we're quite there yet with uh with covid still going on yeah for sure um so kind of talking about t taking prayer lightly you know along those lines uh do you think people are just too busy and that's why or do you think you can be too busy for prayer is that such a thing like what do you think uh yeah so um I've used this excuse myself. Yeah, me too. <laughs> to be like, oh, I'm I'm too busy. Um, you know, I got too much going on, and then um, you really you really don't. Um, yeah. <laughs> so what I've started doing um, is when I drive down to school, it's about a, a 15, 20 minute drive, depending on what's going on. Um, that has kind of become my prayer time. Um, I've been. Um, fasting for 40 days um i'm day four five mm -hmm. into that 40 day fast um so it has actually helped um so i i'll say this i mean i'm fasting from specifically podcasts because <laughs> i used to i used to love podcasts oh, yeah. i would listen to them all the time when i'm walking when i'm driving and so <laughs> 
um, for this 40 day fast um, leading up to the election. Mm. Uh, I, I just felt like that is the one thing I need to fast from. Um, and so it has actually been really helpful. Yeah. Um, it's, it's helped a lot. Uh, I feel closer with the Lord because of that time and what, what I do mentally is like, okay, this is the time I normally would turn on a podcast, listening right. to something. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm going to spend this time in prayer. Mm. And so I use that time as prayer time. And, um, I have found it extremely helpful just simply because if you have some form of routine, you know, I drive down to school almost every day of the week. And so that time I'm using in, in prayer and, um, that's how I, it has helped me with the routine. Wow. And I would say definitely you're not too busy. Yeah. Even if you're washing the dishes, even if, you know, you're watching your kids play. Yeah. Um, there is time to pray. You just simply have to make a diligent effort to find that time Mm. and use it. So, yeah, we've been reading in, in the book of Mark and, um, in chapter one, where Jesus is casting out demons, he casts out a demon and then, um, and then the next day he had to like preach. So that morning he got up early in the morning and went to pray. And it's like he, we almost need to pray in order to function and like yeah. doing the things, especially when it comes to like things related to like the kingdom. Um, but really in all things, it's like if Jesus being God needed to, to have that time, then it's like, we definitely do, you know? And um, it sounds kind of, kind of like counterintuitive because when you're tired and you think rest, you think just sleeping or, you know, relaxing, you don't think like, um, or at least I don't, I I don't know about you, but like, um, (laughs) you know, I don't think about like spending time with the Lord. I think of like sleep or, you know, rest. And, um, but it's like, that is what we need in order to feel energized and sustained throughout the things that we're doing is that time with the Lord. Yeah. And, I think it, it definitely um, helps with your walk with the Lord, but then it also, um, for me, it's it's extremely calming, mm. and um, it definitely helps to shape my entire day. Yeah, that's why I try to do it sometime in the morning because um, it, it does help to shape my day. Yeah, because if I if I don't know. I often say like, oh, I'll just pray before I go to bed. And I don't like I, I go to sleep, <laughs> you yeah. know? So yeah, it's, I feel like for me, it has to be at the very beginning of the day for sure. Cause then everything is built on that, but yeah, definitely. Yeah. So this final question is, uh, do you have any tips on how to be more consistent in our prayer lives or in your prayer life? Um, yeah. Uh, kind of like what we were saying, trying and I would say try and have a routine mm. and it takes a while to build a habit. Um, but, uh, you know, if you want to do it first thing in the morning, um, you know, set your alarm so you have sufficient time. Yeah. Um, if you know your prayer time and reading scripture takes 30 minutes to an hour, you know, just factor that into when you wake up. Um, yeah. or if you do it in the evening, take that into account. Uh, so really it's just, um, being diligent yeah. in it. 
and making the time, you know, if we're going to say that this is an important part of my walk with the Lord, then I need to do this. Yeah. And I should want to do this. We talked about that earlier, you know. It's like, yeah, when you're tired yeah. and you got other stuff going on, you know, um, it may feel more like an obligation. And I'm not saying it will always feel like a want right because we, we go through different seasons also um but yeah i'd say you have to diligently make that time and, or find the time yeah and once you could do that whether that's you know folding clothes and praying or watching your kids and praying mm. driving and praying that's hard um you know i i, I would be interested if um driving and praying improves my driving <laughs> you know, yeah because i'm not in a rush um oh maybe you know i was just thinking about that i was like huh i wonder if i'm a better driver when i'm praying yeah um but anyways so uh yeah those those would be some of the tips i would say those are good tips yeah and for me i think it's just like removing kind of like what you're saying like fasting from things um i was listening to a podcast i know you've been fasting <laughs> from podcasts but i was listening to one this morning about Uh, ministry in general and like why are we so afraid to just like be in quiet and be alone like we have so many things like phones and and it's like these things we feel like we have to be on them at all times and it's like we are like kind of afraid of just being silent Mm -hmm. and being alone in our thoughts and like with the lord it's like it's uncomfortable you know which is weird because yeah, I see that in myself for sure. Like with technology or social media, it's just like a constant. Like, I like I'm even when I'm not even thinking about it, I'm like going onto these apps and stuff like that. And it's crazy the like hold that it has on uh, me, and I think a lot of people do. But yeah, just like removing those things. Like if I know the first thing I'm gonna do when I wake up is get on my phone and not pray or like be in the Word, then maybe like just not have my phone near me. Um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, it's. Um everybody's different yeah so um you just simply have to find what works for you right and uh, stick with it which which can be hard discipline you know like thinking of it as being a discipline which makes it which makes me understand more like why it is so difficult because it's not sometimes the like first thing that i want to do there is a um i'm sorry i always give book recommendations yeah do it um bear with me let me see if i can (laughs) find it because I had to read this in seminary and um, it, it was it was actually a good book it's it was one of those books where you're like uh, I don't know if this is actually gonna be a good book or is this just a required book yeah um, you know is this worth reading because um, it I'm trying to think what it was called um it was disciplines of spiritual life or something oh um and it it goes through yeah um it goes through i don't have it on my phone um it goes through all these different spiritual disciplines and um the author hits on prayer specifically um in a lot of places and yeah it was extremely helpful and so it was talking about journaling you know as it it was talking about you know reading scripture daily you know um 
your quiet time with the Lord, praying, you know, being part of a community. I'm going to have to look it up because now it's bothering me because I, I can't remember. Is it because um, we went over a book and it sounds similar? It's Spiritual Disciplines for the Christian Life. Is that the one? Maybe not. Uh, yeah, I, it may be. Well, who's the author? Donald S. Whitney. Yes, Whitney. Yeah. I was thinking Wesley, but no, Whitney. Yeah, because we went over that in our oh, home really? group. Oh, yeah, it's awesome. It's a good book. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Um, they do one on stewardship. Yeah. Which is interesting. So, yeah, I, I will say this about the book. It seems like he took a long time to get to some of his points. Yeah. He's rather <laughs> long-winded. You know, he's like a good Southern um, Baptist pastor. He's like, <laughs> he just... He, he has a lot to say. Yeah. Um, and so the book is a very good book. He's got some really good points. Um, so if, if you want to look at like disciplines, um, if anybody would be ever interested in looking at disciplines and just specifically how to build habits and to grow your spiritual life, that book would be phenomenal. Um, it it was, it was, it was very good. Like I said, a little wordy. Yeah. (laughs) A little wordy. So bear with it. Um, but it, it brings out some very, very good points. Yeah. That was that, that is a good book. I didn't like read it fully, but we studied it and it was like, ooh, he hit some good points. Um, but yeah, thanks for, for being here on this podcast. Absolutely. Um, if you're listening on YouTube or Spotify, we want to say thank you so much. And uh, we'll see you next week. Would you uh, be able to pray us out? Absolutely. God, I just uh, thank you that we're able to come together and talk about you, Lord. I just pray as we go throughout this week that you would help us to be mindful of our spiritual walks with you that we would be desiring to dig into your word for that we would um, be prayerful about what's going on in our lives we'd be prayerful for what's going on in your kingdom lord i just pray that you would just help us to grow spiritually grow closer with you i pray this in jesus name amen amen